Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, find us on the web at revivallifechurch.org. Church, I'm excited about today. Um, I, uh, the Lord, I, this doesn't normally happen to me these days. Uh, but I had an entire message worked out, and the Lord changed it this morning at about 8 o'clock. Uh, and so you get the hot off the presses. I actually had a message. See, now, I, this is a joke, but I was in a, I was in a church. I probably shouldn't tell this story. But um, I was in two, two churches. In the first church, you knew the pastor didn't write a message when uh, he woke, when he would get in the pulpit and he'd say, you know... I was shaving this morning, and I began to think, and I was like, man, you didn't write a message, did you? You didn't. And then I had another pastor that anytime he talked about Elijah and the rain and him sitting on the edge, he would tell, he would preach this message every single time he didn't have a message. It was the, like, as soon as he started talking about Elijah, I said, he didn't, he didn't write a message this week. He's just talking about Elijah. I know that. And, uh, but it was good every single time. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I just knew. He did. But see, I actually did write a message. Uh, and uh, we had all the slides done, and uh, then the Lord gave me another message, and uh, bless the Lord, Jen uh, came in and got my slides ready, and we're going to share that this morning, hallelujah. And uh, if, you're, if you're here unexpectedly this morning, uh, I'm here to let you know right now, the Lord wants to anoint you today for evangelism. That's what's happening today. The Lord is going to anoint you today for evangelism. It is going to be, um, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do this, but I will be done don't forget my time there. Uh, I will be done on time. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you got a Bible, you can go ahead and uh, turn to um, uh, Acts chapter 6. We are in our, uh, our, our the, the Key to Greatness message series because we all want to be great, right? Yeah? I mean, you have two options, be great or not be great. I'd choose greatness. I believe Jesus wants you to be great. Hopefully we don't have to go back over that. Jesus is not threatened by you being great. He's not insecure. Amen. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful to see you. Worship was good, right? Worship was good, yeah? Praise Jesus. So God actually wants you to be great. And he actually uh, put his greatness uh, on you by way of giving you his spirit. Uh, which is profound, and we don't have time to unpack this morning. Uh, but uh, the, the, the title of my message today, as we're going through the key to greatness, and we're talking about serving, uh, uh, today we're talking about serving the lost. What does it look like to serve the lost? You know, God made every person in his image, right? Right? Uh, and so everyone was created in the image of God. That The, the theologians called the imidio deo. I don't speak Latin well. Uh, but it's the image of God. And it's a foundation theological principle that every person was created in God's image. Are you with me? Every person. It's not like once you get saved, you're created in his image. Every person was created in God's image. And every person was given a measure of leadership on their life when they were created. Uh, in Genesis, it tells us that he gave us authority over the creation. Be fruitful multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. And uh, for those who believe that are, are men are the ones in charge, he actually said he gave them dominion, man and woman. <clears throat> it's impossible for one to be in charge if he gave them dominion. Yeah. 
It'd be like if I gave Corey 50 cents and Isaac 50 cents and Isaac were to, or Corey were to say, I have a dollar. No, you're sharing a dollar with Isaac, right? If I give one dollar bill to Sarah and Sam at the same time, they have a dollar. You can't rip it in half and say, I have 50 cents. Right? Are you with me? He gave them dominion. That was the pre-Adamic call. I mean, the pre-fall call on man. Right? It's in the garden. And this isn't even part of my message, but this is for somebody. I don't even know. He gave that authority to us before the fall. Before there was sin, that was His plan for man. Jesus Christ bore the curse on the cross. In this new covenant, we're restoring the original purpose. So if you come through the new covenant and you see that people aren't equal, then you want us to stay in the fall. I don't want to stay in the fall. I want all of the new covenant. All of it. All right, so here we are. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter 6, starting verse... Are we good today? I feel on fire right now, so I'm having a hard time focusing. I'm on fire right now. I'm having a hard time focusing. Shakaba. Acts chapter. Acts chapter 4. That too. Just, re- just begin receiving now. I told you, ha, huh, that, that, that these two weeks are going to be weeks of impartation. Some are going to get it in the, me- in, the, in the worship. Some are going to get it in the message. Some are going to get it in the ministry. If it's yours to get it in the message, you can just get it in the message. Amen? Amen. Uh, I've heard him say, when the Lord is serving bread, eat. When he's serving wine, drink. Yeah. Yeah. If he's serving something, you need to receive it. Right. He, knows when the, he knows what he's serving, when he's serving it. You need to receive it. I'm not going to be upset if you're, you know, my preaching causes you to contact God. That's not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> ha! Mm. Ha! Mm. Acts, uh, Acts chapter 6, starting in verse 4. Ha! Mm. Ha! Ha! I just feel like there's some people need it. Like there's two groups are going to get something today. Some people God wants to anoint for something new. And some people just need to be refilled. There's like a, there's just a refilling happening right now. Ha. A refilling happening right now. Just a refilling happening right now. Just a refilling is happening. Acts chapter 6 starting in verse 4. <clears throat> These are the apostles. After they wanted them to wait tables, they said, but we will... Ha. Devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The statement found approval with the whole congregation. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Ghost. Philip and some of his friends who were proselyted from Antioch. Verse 6. And these they brought before the apostles. And after praying, they, here's what I want you to see, laid their hands on them. Amen? Amen, 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 amen. See, life is not always the result of more input. Life is not always the result of more input. 
in, in, um, we, in, in our uh, mass marketing church uh, kind of culture now, it's all about the bigger show that you're receiving from. It's all about the bigger band, the bigger choir, the bigger conference. You need more input. I'm not receiving enough in my church. I better find a bigger church, better find a bigger crowd, better find a bigger arena. Because clearly, Jesus is all about bigger crowds, right? He spent 80% of his ministry time with 12 guys. 20% with the crowds. Spent 80% of his time. There's, there's parables, there, 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 there's passages in the Bible, and I was just reading it the other day, and I, I, forgive me, I don't have the reference. Jesus was with his disciples in the midst of the crowd. He was talking to his disciples. The crowd interrupted him. He talked to them, and he turned back to his disciples to continue his conversation. Because he knew the, these were the ones that was going to bear fruit. Jesus did not value the crowd over the disciples. Right? American Christianity today, we know, the bigger the crowd, the bigger the apostle. It's just not biblical. I got nothing against it. It's just not biblical. We got a lot of apostles who are really just evangelists. But apostle is first and everybody wants to be first, right? <clears throat> ha. And so we keep thinking, I just need more input. I need the right input. I just need the right input. And, and, and we don't get the permanent results we're looking for by just getting more input. Real joy doesn't come from more input, but healthy output. Real joy does not come from, <clears throat> as amazing as my messages are, this is not the ultimate of Christianity. The ultimate of Christianity is you actually taking something and giving it away. Right? In church, when you bring up generosity, what do you always think of? Most churches, it's money, right? That's, that's the only way you can be generous in most churches. And let me tell you this. In most churches, that's the only way pastors can know that you're being faithful to God is count your offering. And that's why they focus it so much. Because wow. Yeah. Wow. they just want you to be faithful. They want to see that you're faithful. And the only way they know, because they can't live life on life, is by your giving report. Right? I, I'm not, I'm not, there's not an accusation. It just it is what it is, Right? I like to see that you're faithful. Check, give a report. I mean, it is a measure, but it's not the measure. Amen? There should be outflow. Healthy Christianity is an outflow of God's life through you to other people. Right? Are, are we on the same page? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a good word right there. That's healthy Christianity. And so we have a high value at Revival Life Church for people being known. You have to be known here. Like, we're not just looking for who can do the best magic show. We, 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 we want to know you. We want to know each other. We want to be known. And there's something in us that doesn't want to be known, and it's called darkness. And when we're walking in the light, we find that we can be known, and it's okay. Even our flaws. And there's a point of Christianity, and I don't want to... Um, it's not my job to tell you where you should be in Christ. It's not my job to tell you if you're where you're supposed to be. It's not my job to say that, you know, these are the rules you're supposed to be walking in. However, there are markers that you can look at and see if somebody is maturing in their faith, right? One of them is the love of community. If you don't, now, now that doesn't mean you love to sit in a small group, and it doesn't mean that you love to sit in a crowd of 150. Some people love big crowds. Some people like little groups. 
Generally, few people like both. Right? For me, I love big crowds. Smaller groups make me a little uncomfortable at times. Right? I feel like I'm saved and I'm okay with Jesus. Right? That's my personality. Other people love a group of seven uh, and having 50 people over the house gives them anxiety attack. Right? That's my wife. To me, if the crowd seems awkward, let's invite 20 more people. And so if you're used to like the church where the pastor likes the little group and having discussions, you come to my house, and there's people jumping off the roof into the pool, and there's 70 people, it might mess your paradigm up for what a pastor looks like. <laughs> Why is my pastor telling me to climb on his roof? I don't understand. I don't understand. That is not optional. <clears throat> but Jesus, Jesus walked with, with 12 people. And um, have you ever been in a, in a counseling session with someone with like the, the, the gift of the word of knowledge and discernment and you feel like you're laying bare before them? Has that ever happened to you? Imagine that other person being Jesus. You think that could feel awkward. Like, what are you hiding from Jesus in a counseling session? No, 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 let me explain. You really don't need to. <laughs> no, 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 I don't, you don't understand. I probably do. <laughs> Can imagine how bare you are before Jesus. And so we find that, um, that, that Jesus really wants us to be known, right? And I, and I want you to hear this, and this is, this is going to be an encouraging message. But a lot of people I see who are called to ministry, they never get in ministry because they won't stay still long enough to be known and have somebody lay hands on them. They're running around waiting that someone's impressed with their magic trick. And they won't stay still long enough to be known by someone, that person that God has called to lay hands on them. Then be put in ministry. It's being known. Now, we have to take a real quick... Um, at the end of this service, let me just tell you this. We're going to lay hands on some people uh, and activate a supernatural gift of evangelism, right? That's where this is going. My hands are burning already. It's going to be a good day, right, dude? It's going to be a good day, right? It's going to be a good day. Hallelujah. I am getting happy already. We got to go over really quickly um, <clears throat> this New Testament priesthood. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this New Testament priesthood uh, uh, that Jesus talked about. Uh, and that we're now in. Paul talked about this in uh, 2 Corinthians. This is a big deal. I talk about it a lot. Guess why? It's a big deal. We, we, I'm not trying to become an Old Testament priest. Like when you hear people trying to give you an Old Testament priesthood paradigm, like why would I want to minister to God without Jesus? Why would I want to minister to him without the infilling of the Spirit? Why would I possibly want to go back to a covenant that the responsibility for sin is on me? I mean, just read Hebrews 11 and 12 one time and see if you want. These people did all this and yet never came into the promise. We are in the promise without any of that. Wow. <clears throat> Why we want to go back, I have no idea. A lot of people glorify this because it's tangible. 
I don't want to go there. I want to stay in the mystery of salvation through Jesus Christ. And so in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, he says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power of God, excuse me, of, the, of power will be of God and not of ourselves. Now, I want you to see this. <clears throat> this earthen vessel is you. I know you know this scripture, but sometimes we read through these things and we, we just read through them. And we don't even consider the deep theological meaning behind these things. The end of this scripture, it says, the greatness of the power will be of God and not from who? Ourselves. Ourselves is that earthen vessel that contains the power of God. It rests on the inside of you. You have to understand that God, in this new covenant, he put his power in people. It's not behind a, a, a veil. It's not resting on the ark behind a veil that only one guy gets to go see and hope doesn't kill him. It literally is walking in us, the New Testament temple. We, as a people, are a temple to Christ. And his power rests in us. You think he put it in us for a reason? I think he probably did, right? And we see in 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore we do, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Therefore, there is this <clears throat> power of God that's resting on the inside of us that as we stay connected to it, it's renewing our life in Christ day by day. And what happens is our, um, <clears throat> the power, the Spirit of God on the inside of us leaks. Because as the Spirit of Christ in us is renewing us, we need more of the presence to continually renew us. Does this make sense? It leaks out. We, have, we suffer life. We have relationships that aren't healthy. We're in a fallen world. There is sin. There's temptations. There's haters. There's all kinds of stuff happening in our life that decreases the activity of the Spirit of Christ on the inside of us. And we need to actively be refilling the presence on the inside of us to, uh, so that we can continue to walk in an overflowing presence of the power of God. Does that make sense? We need to be giving away because we need more. We need to have a constant flow happening through us. <clears throat> Sarah talked about this last week, but <clears throat> if you go to Israel and you go to the Sea of Galilee... Uh, anybody heard of the Sea of Galilee? Have you heard of it? Have you heard you had? <clears throat> when you read about the Sea of Galilee in the Bible, what normally is happening when they're at the Sea of Galilee? This is not a trick question. What are they doing? What? What? They're fishing. They're fishing on the Sea of Galilee. Why are they fishing on the Sea of Galilee? Anybody? This is not complicated. There's fish there. The fishermen go where there are. This is the good fishermen go where there are fish. And so you have the Sea of Galilee, and then coming out of the Sea of Galilee is the Jordan River. And people get baptized in the Jordan, yeah? We see them getting baptized in the Jordan. So we see there's life in the Jordan. It drains into the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea, guess what? It's called the Dead Sea because there is not... There's no fish, there's no life ah, in the Dead Sea. The Sea of Galilee has a healthy outlet. Through the Jordan River, people are getting baptized in it. The Dead Sea has no outlet. The Dead Sea is just getting more input. 
and is dying. That's the life of the Christian that just thinks I need more instead of it gets activated and actually begins to take part in a healthy output. Healthy output. Healthy output. So, come to worship. Come to church. We stand there and we see the songs. Hear the message. Go home. Maybe do your Bible study. Maybe don't do your Bible study. Come back to church. Wonder why other people are just getting encounters with God. Maybe seem to be growing in their faith. Maybe you're experiencing more. And, and can't understand why. And I contend to you because they have a healthy output of their faith. There's a healthy output of their faith. Hebrews 6.1, Paul tells us, Therefore, leaving the elementary principles, say elementary teaching. Elementary. That means basic, basic, right? <laughs> what did you learn in elementary school, right? Like, don't fight, share. Your colors, right? This is elementary school, right? How to count. If you don't got that, you're probably not learning you know, like more advanced things. Right? Are we all together here? Yeah. Right? If you don't, you don't like want an interior designer who d didn't learn the colors, right? You don't want an accountant that like didn't learn how to count. It's like in the title of his job, right? These are elementary things, yeah? This is what are considered elementary things in the Bible. Let us press on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. I mean, you can't save yourself. No matter what people teach you, you can't save yourself. Instructions about baptisms, the laying on of hands, and here's another basic one, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. There are, there are teachers today talking about that there is no judgment. That's like saying there is no blue. There is no four. Elementary teachings, right? Are we together? Are we good? Am I boring you? I'm, I'm getting baked in the Holy Ghost right here. I feel like I'm under a sun lamp. I hope you're getting something out of this. Verse 3. I think we missed two. Therefore, leaving the elementary. And this we will do if God permits. Now, I don't, have you ever raised the dead? How many people here have raised the dead? How many people have tried to raise the dead? Put your hands up again. I've tried. Why not? You got nothing to lose. Like, they're already dead. The worst thing that happens is nothing. I think I've only been to one funeral that I didn't try to raise the dead. Maybe two. But people were really old, and it was like, eh, they're saved, it's probably time. I'm like, eh, you receive your reward, you know? It's time. And honestly, like, you weren't that great to live with when you were here. You're having a great time now. Like, is that wrong to say? Was that wrong? Was that wrong? Should I not have said that? All right, take that out of the podcast, Brandon. <laughs> but not for nothing. I'd never raise anybody from the dead anyway, so. 
But look at this. And this we will do if God permits. Let me ask you another question. How many of you have laid hands on, um, how many of you have, have, have seen somebody healed after you prayed for them? Raise a hand. You feel like you know right then they were healed. Let me see. Okay, excellent. That's good news. That's good news. Good. Um, let's do this. Um, how many people have prayed for somebody to be healed? Raise a hand. Okay. How many people have seen somebody get healed, but you never prayed for somebody to get healed? Like you, because of you, they got healed. Somebody got healed without you praying for them. No, 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 no. Because of you. Doesn't happen. They only get healed if you actually pray for them. If you don't pray for people, I guarantee you they don't get healed. And they don't get raised from the dead unless you pray for them to get raised from the dead. This we will do if God permits. These elementary teachings. You have to be going for it. You have to be stretching your faith. You have to be trying things you have not tried before. My wife and I, like, we went uh, on a vacation to Panama, which I really recommend. Yeah, see? Even Jesus agrees. Even Jesus agrees. Collect your free miles and fly to Panama for free. It is worth it. Free. I'm telling you. I can't afford a vacation. We couldn't either. Free miles. Vacation over married couples. You need to go on vacations. I just declared over you in the name of Jesus that the Lord will make a way. Amen. We went on vacation and my wife, since we were on vacation, I decided to just kind of, I'm going to do wild and crazy things. I'm on vacation. My wife has always wanted me to get a massage. We did a couple's massage. Apparently my wife's Spanish is not that good though because um, we did some deep tissue thing. And I thought I was going to have to fight my way out of that room. That woman beat me up for a half an hour. I was sore for like four days after that. 50 minutes. I was holding on to that thing like a roller coaster. It looks like for dear life. At some moment, this is going to end. When she's got the elbow driving into your back like this and she's flexing down, I'm like, what are we doing here? I could just save the money. Drink a bottle of tequila and get in a bar fight. <laughs> Save $60. <laughs> and I get to hit someone back. Like, I don't know what I signed up for. Is this jujitsu or is, what am I doing here? This is insane. That's the Holy Ghost been telling me no all these years. What are we doing here? I don't understand what's happening. This is insane. That's not even part of my message. I believe in laying on her hands, just not that. She was laying on elbows and drop kicks and stuff. I don't know what was happening. Luke, Luke 13, watch this, verse 11. There was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a demon. And she was bent double, meaning bent over, and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your sickness. I need you to see this. I need you to see this. Woman, you are freed from your sickness. Verse 13. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was healed. Go back to 12. Some of you are not going to say it until you see it, but that's not the model of Jesus. 
When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your sickness. Now, if that was all it took, then why'd he touch her? Verse 13, he laid his hands on her and she was made well. Sometimes you've got to take some bold steps of faith. You've got to engage that thing. Then you lay hands on it to confirm what you're declaring over that person. Amen? Listen, 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 listen. There's a, le- there's a leadership mandate on every believer's life. Put it up. The primary purpose, put it up, of our leadership mandate is to make known the glory of God by leading others to flourish in God's design. The primary purpose of our leadership mandate is to make known the glory of God by leading others to flourish in God's design. That is on you as a believer. It's in you as a clay vessel with God's glory on the inside of you. And God is expecting that you will let that thing leak out on the people that don't know him. You just carry that everywhere, whether you want to or not. When I go on vacation, uh, I, 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 when we used to go on vacation, I used to want to minister. I don't want to minister anymore. I got plenty of ministry happening, right? Like I'm like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't turn off being a Christian, but I'm like, Lord, I am always open for divine appointments, but on vacation, you're going to have to make them a little obvious. <laughs> They're going to have to look for me. I'm not looking for them, right? I'm just being honest with you. I need to go on vacation. I'm not looking for opportunities to minister when I'm on vacation. They need to look for me. That's just what I tell God. They got to look for me. And so what I find is the way they pop up is when I'm stuck in a car with somebody. That's when they happen. When I go on mission trips, we always have ministry uh, divine appointments with uh, the drivers. When we're on vacation, when I was in Jamaica, was it Jamaica? We had an amazing divine appointment with the driver. I was not trying to minister, but it was the Lord. And uh, so we're in Panama, and I'm talking to this dude, and uh, we're just talking, and he's the driver. I'm just making small talk. You know, he he speaks decent English, and I speak pretty bad Spanish, so we're making it work. And... uh, he starts, um, he starts, we start talking about the world and life and Panama, you know, you start, you know, you can be Merca. You go to Panama, Merca's, you know, we did divide their country for our benefit. You know, it's like, <laughs> Merca's not as exciting when uh, you've taken over someone's country for your economic well-being, right? Like it was, it was Colombia. We decided we wanted part of it. We made Panama, right? Like that's a little uncomfortable, right? It's a little little uncomfortable, like, it's like get your neighbor and they have an orange tree and you tie a rope to it so it bends only into your yard and you take all the oranges for the rest of time, right? Like, a little uncomfortable when you talk to them about your great orange juice, right? It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Let's just be culturally aware, right? Let's, facts is facts, amen? So we're talking about government and whatnot. I'm trying to tread lightly, you know, he's not offended. And he starts telling me what he thinks, you know, is running the world and blah, blah, blah. And he starts talking about the Illuminati and I'm <laughs> Illuminati. I laugh a little bit about Illuminati. And then he tells me more about the Illuminati. And he really starts going in about the Illuminati. And I start telling him I think that's crazy. And, uh, you know, I'm asking things like, have you met anybody in the Illuminati? Have you met this? And then I start getting a headache. And I realize, oh, this isn't just a conversation with a crazy person. This is a divine appointment with a man with a demon. Who's driving my car, by the way. And so when you are ministering to your driver, you really got to, there's a, there's a balance. You really have to like, hmm, do I want full deliverance here with possible manifestations while driving me? Yet I do want him free, right? Like there's a balance you have to manage, right? There's a tension to be managed in ministering to your driver, right? And so at some point we're just debating. We're debating 
I'm telling about, he's saying, oh, but this, I'm like, well, actually, I actually read about these things, so factually, Maduro did these things, and this is not going well, and it's not actually, it's Illuminati, it's really poor management, and I'm talking, and he's now getting a little crazy, and at the moment, I said, wait a minute, this is not a natural problem that needs a natural argument, this is actually a spiritual problem that needs a spiritual solution, and I just happened to carry that, and so he starts talking down about Maduro, and I said, well, you know what actually is happening, right? I said, one day, every tongue will confess and every knee will bow that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as a matter of fact, the blood of Jesus will come down from that cross and it will set every person free who confess the name of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, there is nothing that stands against the blood of Jesus. When the blood of Je and I'm just confessing the blood of Jesus over this young man. And he says, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, 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 I, 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 I don't know about that. I said, mm. he says, well, I have a lot of people talk about God, but I've never seen God. I said, I have. He says, well, I, 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 I said, I've never seen Venezuela. What if I said, I don't believe in Venezuela because I've never seen it? He said, that won't make any sense. I said, well, you saying you never seen God because you never seen him don't make no kind of sense. There's half the world has seen Jesus. Come on. You told me all the people that you got in your car that told you they saw Jesus, but you don't believe it. You want me to believe in Venezuela when I ain't seen it. Come on. God has never sent anybody to me to tell me that Venezuela is real. But God has brought people to you to tell you that he is real. Now, just for the sake of clarity, I believe the earth is round and I do believe in Venezuela. Okay, just so, so I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken for various factions out there today who are creating new truths, right? So I'm casting the devil out of this dude while we're driving down the streets of Panama City. And my wife felt like we, we got this guy open up. She just like prophesies the love of God over this guy. She's just, oh, just, just prophesying. She starts prophesying an encounter with the love of God for this young man. By, by the time we got back to the hotel, he had shut up and that was good enough for me. Where he's at in his faith journey, I don't know. I do know I didn't have a headache, and this gentleman had gotten delivered. That's all I, that's all I cared about, right? See, you, 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 and we gave him a good tip, right, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. See, you carry this presence on you wherever you go, and you have to let it fly out of you, right? Uh, James, excuse me, Acts 4. Uh, I'm going to run through this part because I, I want it to be in the podcast. Acts 4.11. You hear me preach this all the time. He gave some as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for equipping the saints for the work of service, building up of the body of Christ, right? He gave these people to build up people to minister. He put special graces on certain people so that you can walk in the presence and power of God. And we see in James chapter 5 the application of this, right? James chapter 5, he says, is there any sick among you? He must call for the elders of the church. They will pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they will be forgiven. You see, humbling yourself to the elders actually, gets your, you know, actually frees you up of besetting sin. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. Now, I want you to see the shift that James just did here. He went from, you need to go to the elders to establishing confession of sin, making people free. Then he shifts to, you can walk in this too. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. James then releases the same power onto you. 
the effective prayer of a righteous man or woman can accomplish much. That is who? That's you. So God expects you to actually share what he's given you. Now, I want to set some of you free. Uh, we have the GO team, and the GO team goes, and the GO team has a goal. At the end of today, I want to see people confess Jesus Christ who didn't know him, right? That is the goal of the GO team. The GO team is not out there just to love on people. We're not out there just to, you know, be nice in Jesus' name. We're not out there just to, you know, pet people and hand them water. That's not the goal. The goal of the GO team is we, we feed people, we give them water, but someone's going to get saved, right? Like, that's the goal. That does not have to be the goal of your every encounter with people in life. Can you hear what I'm telling you? Some of you, that's it. And that's your gift. Go for it. But most of you, I would say the majority of you, the goal for your life is to get people who don't know God and begin to bring them on the journey. You just bring them on the journey. You begin to invite them into life with a believer. And the light that is on the inside of you will begin to shine into their lives. You need to get people from where they're at and help them get to where God wants them. You need to get them plugged into a local community where they can learn how to worship, they can learn how to be generous to God, and they can learn how to grow in God's Word. This is the mission for the majority of the people under the sound of my voice today. This is God's plan in how you help people flourish in God's design. You bring them on the journey with you of faith. Does that make sense? If I can get some music up here now, that would be awesome. <clears throat> now, while most people's um, goal, most people's call is to help people on the journey, <clears throat> there are some people that your job is to be an evangelist. And you know you're an evangelist when you're equipping other people to evangelize. You are producing evangelists. Does that make sense? The apostle isn't to be an apostle to be apostolic. You know he's apostolic when he's creating ministers. Right? That's what Ephesians 4 tells us. It's not a title. It's an activity. <clears throat> and so what I believe is going to happen today is God is going to put the grace on my life. He's going to activate it in a way that's going to activate the grace on your life. Stand with me if you would. Oh, shakaba. Shakaba. <laughs> shakaba. Huh. Mike Rindler, if you can come join me up here. And Corey, just kind of stand over here somewhere. Actually, you guys stand over here. I'm sorry, Corey, over here. I'm following the angel. You guys stand right over there. Ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. I'm going to pray. I am going to pray. And what's going to happen is the Spirit of God is going to come down and touch some people. And I want to pray for everybody who wants prayer, but there's a couple people I want to pray for first. And some people that the, the glory is about to fall on in a significant way. Shakaba. 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 Mm. Corey and Michael, I need you guys to move like right on over here. Yeah, right, yeah that's perfect. Right. Oh, right there, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right there. That is exactly where I want you to stand. Um, is, uh, is, is either Travis, Chelsea, um, or uh, Duke in the service. Yeah, stand right here next to them, right here. Chloe, stand next to uh, stand up next to uh, Duke too. Shakaba, excellent. 
Excellent. So now I'm going to pray. I want you to receive from the Lord right now. Some of you, you desperately need an impartation. Hmm? Zoe. I said Chloe, but I meant Zoe. Do we have a Chloe? Our old dog that passed is Chloe. She was beautiful, but she was a terrible evangelist. Now you, you, you five get activated. Chelsea's in Revival Kids, right? Perfect. Now, the anointing is going to be falling on some people. And so, Father, right now, <clears throat> I'm asking you, I want you to just, I don't know, just be in a position to receive. You might need to close your eyes. You may need to raise your hands. You may need to put your hands out in front of you like he's going to give you a gift. But what I want you to do right now is put yourself in a position to receive <clears throat> and see what the Lord... <clears throat> I'm going to need some ushers over here to stand kind of in the aisle right there, just in case some people don't make it over there. I need my ushers right there, right over there, right over there. And then, ah, in the name of Jesus. Now, now I'm about to pray. And when I pray, uh, the anointing, I don't want anybody to come forward yet. But when I pray, if the anointing comes on you in a very, very strong way, I'm going to want you to line up right over here against this wall. Uh, I'll be done in a moment. Uh, I'll pray for everybody who wants prayer, but at first, I want to, there's certain people I want to pray for. Uh, first, shakaba, shakaba. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, you told us, you told us to ask for labors. Jesus, you told us to ask for labor. Ha! And I'm taking you at your word right now, Lord Jesus. I'm taking you at your word right now, and I'm asking, Lord, I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that you would raise up labors for the harvest right now, that your anointing would fall. Your anointing would fall. The fire of God would fall, Lord Jesus, and you would activate, you would activate labors for the harvest. Burning heart for Jesus. Burning heart for the lost. A passion to see souls saved, Lord. Right now, Lord, right now, increase it. Now, right now, receive the Holy Ghost. Receive right now. 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 The fire of God. 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 Fire of God increasing right now. Fire of God increasing right now. Fire of God increasing right now. Fire of God increasing. It is 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 increasing right now. More power. More Lord. More Lord. More power. More power. Jesus, I'm asking for more power. More power. More power. More power. More power. Now, if you're being touched in a significant way, I want you to come over here right now. If you're being touched in a significant way, I want you to come over here right now and line up. Right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Come now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Fire of God, Lord. Fire of God, Lord. Fire of God, Jesus. Fire of God, Jesus. Wait right there. Line them up right there. Fire of God, Jesus. Fire of God, Jesus. Fire of God. Fire falling right now. Fire falling right now. Come on, receive it, 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 receive it. Fire of God. Fire of God. Now, if you line up, I want you to begin walking down this line right here. Usher's need me. Help me. Keep playing. Come on, Mike. We're going to pray for everybody who wants prayer at the end here, but I want to pray for these people first. Come on, begin to walk down the line right now. Shake out about. Shut about. Ushers, keep them. Fire of God. Keep walking down. Just walk down the line. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Keep, keep them clear, Usher. Come on. Fire of God. Fire of God. 
got great rushing power right now, but if you feel like this is for you, you can come through now. Fire! Fire! I want to welcome anybody who wants the hands laid on them for evangelism to come forward, that you would win souls. Anybody who wants to win souls, come line up now and come through. Ushers, keep the aisles, keep all this clear. Shout, cut about, come on through. Fire! Keep them moving. Keep them moving. Thank you for joining us today. My wife will be happy to meet you in the lobby.